Well, thank you, Marcy and Marianne and all of our music folks and everyone making worship possible this morning. We are in Joshua chapter 4, verses 1 through 18 this morning for our Old Testament reading. And the setting is this, that Moses has passed away and passed the baton of leadership on to Joshua. Uh, God has promised to Joshua that he would be with Joshua and the people wherever they go. And now they are facing a swollen, flooded river in the Jordan River, and they have to cross over. And God has promised that as they step into the water, the waters will roll back. And we pick up the reading there. When the entire nation had finished crossing over the Jordan, the Lord said to Joshua, Select twelve men from one tribe, one from each tribe, and commanded them, Take twelve stones from here out of the middle of the Jordan, from the place where the priests feet stood, carry them over with you, and lay them down in the place where you camp tonight. Then Joshua summoned the twelve men from the Israelites, whom he had appointed, one from each tribe. And Joshua said to them, Pass on before the ark of the Lord your God into the middle of the Jordan, and each of you take up a stone on his shoulder, one for each of the tribes of the Israelites, so that this may be a sign among you. When your children ask in time to come, what do these stones mean to you? Then you must tell them that the waters of the Jordan were cut off in front of the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord. When it crossed over the Jordan, the waters of the Jordan were cut off. So these stones shall be to the Israelites a memorial forever. The Israelites did as Joshua had commanded. They took up 12 stones out of the middle of the Jordan River, according to the number of tribes of the Israelites, as the Lord told Joshua, carried them over with them to the place where they camped and laid them down there. Joshua set up 12 stones in the middle of the Jordan in the place where the feet of the priests bearing the Ark of the Covenant had stood, and they are there to this day. The priests who bore the Ark remained standing in the middle of the Jordan until everything had finished that the Lord commanded Joshua to tell the people, according to all that Moses had commanded Joshua. The people crossed over in haste. As soon as all the people had finished crossing over, the Ark of the Lord and the priests crossed over in front of the people. The Reubenites, the Gadites, and the half-tribe of Manasseh crossed over, armed before the Israelites, as Moses had ordered them. About 40,000 armed for war crossed over before the Lord in the plains of Jericho for battle. On that day, the Lord exalted Joshua the sight of all Israel, and they stood in awe of him as they stood in awe of Moses all the days of his life. And the Lord said to Joshua, command the priest to bear the Ark of the Covenant to come out of the Jordan. Joshua therefore commanded the priest, come out of the Jordan. When the priest bearing the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord came up from the middle of the Jordan, and the soles of the priest's feet touched the ground, the waters of the Jordan returned to the place and overflowed all its banks as before. May the Lord bless his word to our hearts and minds this morning. Well, it's Memorial Day weekend, and uh, we use memorial for lots of things, don't we? I don't know, do you take any tokens from your vacations, any of you? Some of you showed them to me. I want to share with you Savannah and I's Remembrance Rocks, our memorial stones. Now, I couldn't tell you where each of these come from, but from a time that she was quite little, when we would be on vacation, not even on vacation, we would take a, a Saturday at the beach, or we'd go somewhere, somewhere special, maybe be hiking, uh, she would pick out a stone, or we'd pick it out together, and we'd put it in this jock. And she would often just come running, hey, Dad, I found the stone, I found the stone, it's a perfect stone, it's shaped like a heart or something like that. And, and so we would put these, them in this uh, jar right here, 
And I couldn't tell you where each of them comes from, but I could tell you that each of them carries a tremendous memory and a power with me. And I put these where I can see them and remember them. And uh, sometimes when uh, things aren't the best, and I'll look at them and remember, oh, listen, we're still stocking up stones for memories of all the days that we treasure. And so these are our remembrance rocks. And I don't know if you have anything like that. I hope you do. Maybe they're not rocks. Maybe there's something else. On a more somber note, I don't know if you've been to Washington, D.C. or some other memorial, and you look at it and you're touched. You're touched with the power of the past. You're touched with the responsibility of the moment. And you're touched with the responsibility of building the future in the direction that it should be. And sometimes it's the memorial of maybe a, a famous person. And, and sometimes it's um, just a stone. For me, one of the moments in my life was going to Washington, D.C., seeing these incredible monuments, but also thinking of the history. I'm a, definitely a history person. But one of them, the Vietnam Memorial, is just a sort of a, a wall of marble that goes into the ground and has all these names on them. You see people there, and sometimes they have a piece of paper, and it's etched with a name, and they'll, they'll run a pencil over the paper to etch the, the actual name into, of a loved one into a piece of paper, and they, and they treasure that memorial moment. And memorials can be so powerful for us. Later, we will look again at the names of the folks who've been lost from our family of faith, and we'll say a, a prayer. Uh, I know many of us have been touched by this weekend and uh, the grief of losing these children and teachers in Uvalde, Texas, and we'll pray for that as well. But it reminds us of the responsibility we have as, uh, as citizens, and we also have responsibilities as members of the family of faith. And so with that in mind, walk back to this story of Joshua, who had accepted the mantle of leadership from Moses, but really from God as Moses had passed them on to Joshua. And in that setting, they faced a, a flooded river. And this was a new generation. The old generation had passed away. They didn't have the faith to go into the promised land. And so now they stood there. But the people who remembered the days of the Red Sea, when God had parted the Red Sea, were no longer with them. It was just Joshua. And so in this moment, God works a mighty miracle, and God says that he will part the waters of the Jordan River, so much like God parting the waters of the Red Sea, and they will be able to walk over on dry ground, but they have to have the faith to put their feet in the water first before God is going to push back the waters. And as they do, an incredible thing happens. The waters of the Jordan River part, and they're able to cross over on dry ground, and then God speaks to Joshua and says, have a person from each of the 12 tribes go down and to take a rock from the middle of the Jordan River and carry it over to a place that I'll tell you we're going to camp tonight and make those stones remembrance rocks so that you will remember all the days of your life of this mighty act that the God has done for you. And when your children ask you, what are these stones and why are are they here, you will be able to tell the story of this day. A story that talked about God's promise that God will be with them wherever they go. And so when we think about these remembrance rocks in Joshua and the people of Israel, I think there's at least three ways to look at those stones. The first is that it celebrates a milestone. 
It celebrates a milestone because the people of Israel had not only crossed over the Red Sea, wandered through the wilderness, but also they had come to this place where they saw a new miracle for a new generation. And they realized that God's promise was with them and to the next generation. And so it celebrated that milestone. And then in another way, it also really was a rock-solid foundation for the future. You know, they had just been wandering in the wilderness. They had some battles that they had uh, been victorious in. They had some battles where they had suffered some losses. But now they were trying to build on a foundation for the future. And so they needed this foundation that these rocks provided. More importantly, that the memory provided that God would be with them wherever they go. And so they were building that foundation for all that would face before them. The first stop would be, after they celebrated the, the Passover, would be what? Facing the Battle of Jericho. A city with walls and an, a great army, and it caused fear throughout the lands. And that would be an incredible plan. And God would ask them to do an unusual thing as a battle plan, which was to march around the city. <laughs> How would you like that? In silence, until the seventh day. And then on the seventh day, they were to uh, raise up sounds of victory and that God would bring down the walls. And that had to create such trust. And so how would they have that trust? This moment they were building right then, that God would fulfill his promise just as he promised Joshua, that God would be, would be with them wherever they go. So they were building a rock-solid foundation. And the third thing, it was a stepping stone to the future. And Joshua would lead the people throughout the battles, throughout the promised land, and they would have to face battle after battle and have their priorities right. And so it was a stepping stone towards the future. Years and years down the road in Joshua chapter 24, when Joshua was up in years and was about ready to pass on, there were still some battles left. And Joshua gathered all the people together and Joshua spoke to them, even as Moses had spoke to the people of Israel before he climbed the mountain and was taken up to his eternal home. And Joshua challenged the people to keep their priorities straight, to remember that God would always be with them. And in the end, Joshua said this, choose this day whom you will serve, but as for me and my family, we will serve the Lord. Amen. And I think those moments were so essential as the Israelites faced battles and as they experienced blessings. And I think in our own life, we have the same kind of thing. And maybe you do memory rocks, for your faith or other kinds of things, but there are other ways that we can celebrate our faith. And so today, think about what milestones you have. What do you do to, to mark the milestones of your life? What do you do to celebrate that God has got me across the river? I don't know. For us, sometimes it's just a rock. Sometimes it's a card. Maybe you mark in your Bible a promise that God has made real in your life with a, with a marker, with a, with a Bible marker even, what do you do to celebrate those milestones? And I just wonder too, in your own life, do you make those milestones a sacred moment where you thank God and bless God? Not just on Thanksgiving or Christmas or Easter, but other moments of your life for your personal family. How do you celebrate those milestones and make them real? And then how do you build on that as a rock solid foundation for the future? Out in front of the church as you come in every time in the, the uh, beautiful, area that's been built, the gathering space, and then as you sort of do the drive-through there, and you'll notice on one of the pillars that we have a, a foundation stone that is from Ephesians chapter 2 that Marcy read earlier, right? And it's the centerpiece of that, and it should be the centerpiece of our life, right? 
There's no other foundation but Jesus Christ. Our faith, our household of faith is built on that rock. And Paul even goes on to say that we are being built up as a holy temple before the Lord. Now it does, of course, we think about the church itself, but beyond that, the church that is part of every age, every nation, every race, every culture, we're united together and we're built on only one foundation, which is Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. And I hope every time when you walk into the church that you'll look over at that stone that's a cornerstone, that's a marker that was part of the celebration of this church, but also, I think, pointed forward to us and what the direction of it should be. That despite everything else, the center of what we do and the foundation of what we do should be Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. No other foundation is solid enough. No other foundation will see us through the storms of life. Only Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. And then how do we mark the stepping stones towards the future? I think these promises that we have in God help us so much because the past empowers the future and the present sets the direction for the future. I don't know what you do with your family, your kids, but maybe you have some things around the, your home and the kids say, hey, what's that from? And you take the time to tell the story of faith that's behind that. That's what God was telling Joshua for all the people to do. And, and maybe, it's a, maybe it's a Bible verse that you have highlighted in some color or another in your Bible. And you'll show that to your son or daughter and say, I want to tell you the story behind this verse. When God made it real in my life, and I had a challenge, but God proved the promise that I will be with you wherever you go. Maybe it was in a hospital room when a loved one was there. Maybe it was in a moment of grief when you felt the Holy Spirit's peace in such a powerful way that you knew that God was going to see you through, through all the grief and all the storms of life. Maybe it was a financial crisis. Maybe it was just a relationship, difficulty, adversity, whatever it is. And you said, this, this promise right here, God made real to you. And I want you to know that God wants this promise to be real to you as well, not just for a past generation but I want to pass it on to you. I know you'll have your moment in your own life with your kids and your family and your future, but God has promised that God will be with you wherever you go. For all of our lives, it's so important to have remembrance rocks, just like Joshua was commanded by the Lord and Joshua commanded the people to do that. And they had such a future ahead of them, a future of celebration as they faced the battles and victories, but also a future of battles, real challenges they faced. But in this moment, God was making that real to them. I don't know about you, but sometimes it's easy to forget in the dark what you discovered in the light. It's easy to forget in the dark what you discovered in the light. And by that I mean sometimes God comes to us with a truth that is powerful and it's a breakthrough moment and we realize that, but then when we face the next challenge in life, what happens? We wonder, is God there with us? Can we trust God? And so remembrance rocks, however you do that, whether it's marking your Bible, highlighting your Bible, maybe it's a stone that says, God saw me through this place. Whatever it is in your life, to have those remembrance rocks that will give you what you need to not only celebrate the milestone, but build on the foundation. But as you see the storms of life, to just hold on to that and just say, God is going to see me through all this. For me, sometimes, uh, and I got this from my mother who passed this on to me. She said, you know, sometimes when things have been really difficult for me, whether it was facing an operation or chemotherapy or what have you, sometimes I just, I sleep with my Bible next to me. 
at a moment like that, and I just put my hand as I wake up and I'm troubled and I can't sleep, I just put my hand on the Bible. Don't read it and just know, God, your promises are true and you will see me through. Whatever it is for you, discover it, deepen it, celebrate those remembrance rocks, but take the next step. Pass it on to the next generation. When they ask you why, or even if they don't, say, listen, I want to share something that God made real to me at a moment in my life, and I want you to know it's a promise to you as well. I don't know if you're following the NBA playoffs. Anyone doing that? I know there's a race today, but um, the, the Golden State Warriors were in the play, are in the playoffs again, in the final games. And um, you might be getting tired of that because, after all, this is the sixth time out of eight seasons that they're in the playoffs. Now, the only other team to accomplish that was, was the Chicago Bulls under Michael Jordan. So they just sealed that this week. But, um, and, and I know, it's, you, know you want to see new teams, but I, I do love the Golden State Warriors. And one of the reasons I love them is I love Steph Curry, the star player, just won the big award there uh, as they're going into the playoffs. But the thing I like best about him, other than he can shoot from about half court and, you know, swish that in, the ball, and just in amazing times. But if you notice, he always gives credit to the Lord. And one of the things that he does to remind him of that is he wears a yellow wristband. And on that yellow wristband, it says, in Jesus' name, I play. P-L-A-Y. In Jesus' name, I play. And I think that's so powerful because he needs to remember as he shared before, that he doesn't win every single game, and sometimes the coals don't go his way. And in the victory or in the disappointments of life, he reminds himself as he looked down at that yellow band that, in Jesus' name, I play. And Jesus is more important than me. So what is it for you in life that gives you the marker that you need? Maybe it's a wristband. Maybe it's a Bible marker. Maybe it's a, a stone I challenge you as we think about Memorial Day weekend and the importance of memorials for our country and for ourselves, but also for our church and our family, our own lives, that we discover like Joshua the importance of remembrance rocks. Remembrance rocks as milestones to celebrate the milestones of victories and blessings in life, but also as the rock-solid foundation to build upon for our future and I hope every time you walk into this church, you'll look over, be reminded that Jesus Christ is the foundation on which this church and every church is built on, but also our personal lives and our personal families. And then also the stepping stone for the future, that promise that God gave Joshua. I will be with you wherever you go. We join me in prayer. Lord, as we think about Memorial Day weekend, and we celebrate and honor those who've given their lives. Lord, we also think about the memorial moments in our own lives. Sometimes they're battles, sometimes they're blessings, but they're so important because you are with us through it all. So Lord, we pray that you'd help us to consecrate our lives, to realize that each and every moment that we live is sacred and that you are with us and you promise to be with us just like you promised to be with Joshua wherever we go. And help us to have those remembrance rocks that will be indeed a milestone for us, but also a foundation to build upon and a stepping stone for the future. And not only us, may we pass it on to the next generation. We pray this in your name. And all those people said, amen.